see. Now, with that, let's bring in former defenseman and current Chicago Blackhawks analyst Kobe Cohen to the show. How's it going, Kobe? Hey, how are you guys? Good. Doing well. We were just trying to... Busy time there in Toronto. Yeah, you guys have lots going on there in Toronto. <laughs> yeah, we're just well, trying to... There's a lot to... going on in Chicago, too. It's, it's, it's been very busy in both cities, I'd say. There's a lot of guys coming in and coming out of, uh, of both organizations. We saw a trade go down yesterday between the two, obviously. Um, Jake McCabe and Sam Lafferty coming to Toronto. You covered the team pretty closely. Why don't we start with Jake McCabe, since you're uh, inherently a, a former defenseman. Like, What can he bring to the table? What do Leaf fans need to know about Jake McCabe? Yeah, I mean, look, I think Jake McCabe uh, was actually one of my favorite players over the last two seasons here in Chicago, just to watch and, and get to know and cover. Um just a low-maintenance hockey player, really old-school approach, uh, you know, defenseman who, you know, he doesn't get the accolades and he doesn't put up the points, but just does so many things well. And, you know, people have asked me, like, what, what, uh, what's the best part of his game? What are the weaknesses in his game? And I think the best part about Jake is he doesn't have uh, weaknesses in his game. Like, this is a steady defensive you know, defenseman who can also move the puck, who can also make a first pass, uh, who's got the foot speed to keep up with, you know, the speed of the Toronto forwards. And, uh, you know, you add this modern-day flavor to his game because he can use his feet so well to skate the puck out of trouble. Uh, You know, he can be a little bit elusive on a breakout. And he's physical. I mean, there's just not a lot of holes in his game. And honestly, you know, Seth Jones has been on a big-time run here playing some good hockey in Chicago, you know, since the All-Star break. And a lot of that has to do with uh, the pairing with Jake McCabe and and how much of a steadying influence McCabe has been. He's reliable. You know, he kills penalties. And, you know, I'm between the benches for most of our home games. So I have, like, a, a, a great perspective of what's going on on the bench he also is a leader. I mean, the guy has worn the C at the Division One level for Team USA and in, in, in the, the World Juniors, you know. And he's a leader on the bench. I mean, there have been a lot of games where he's a pretty vocal guy on the bench when the team needs a little bit of a, a kick. So, uh, I mean, we'll, I'll miss seeing him every day, chatting with him every day. But but I think he's exactly what the Leafs needed, and I think that the the, the trade cost I think was really fair. Uh, for both sides, I think Dubas did a nice job, and I think so did Kyle Davidson coming up with, uh, you know, a, a something that, that really worked for both teams. So you can't say enough good things, um, you know, about Jake McCabe. And, and I do think, uh, you know, you got to give him a little bit of time to get used to, to, to whatever system and, and new teammates and a new defensive partner and this and that. But he's a, he's a good player, a, a guy that doesn't get enough credit for, for being as good as he is. Yeah, people in Toronto rightfully fired up about this one. The one thing that people have noticed is that if you you scroll on his Elite Prospects page, he's got no playoff experience. But are you confident that his game will translate well to the postseason? I am just because his feet. You know, the, the postseason gets more physical and it gets faster. And, you know, physical hockey and fast hockey are two things that, that really work well with his game just because his, his skill set, you know, he, he's a physical defenseman. Um, you know, in training camp the last two years, he uh, was faster, 
in the conditioning tests than everybody. He was stronger than everybody, pound for pound. Like, this is a, a, a beast of an athlete. You know, he's not huge in stature, but he was the strongest, most well-conditioned player here in, in Chicago, um, you know, in training camp. And so uh, that, that'll suit him well come playoff time because it does get more physical and, and the rink sort of shrinks in the playoffs. So, um, like I said, it always takes a player a little bit of time to adjust to a new team, and he went through that last season in the beginning of the year here in Chicago. But, you know, you plug a guy into the Toronto Maple Leafs and, and you know, around that group of forwards, um, they know how to get open for, for breakout passes, and, and these, are, these are talented players. So I think his adjustment will be smooth, and I think, again, I'm, I'm, I think he, he's, a, he's a, a heck of a piece for you guys to pick up there in Toronto. I have a bit of a checklist that I've put together. So we were talking earlier today in the show about how, you know, whether or not he can replace the void of of a Jake Muzzin. And there's a few things I think Jake Muzzin does really well. And I'm curious how many of those items, I suppose, that McCabe checks the boxes. So I'm going to go over a list of a couple of things here, and you let me know if he checks the boxes. So you've already talked about uh, how he's got a really good first pass and is a good skater. So he checks that box. Next question I have. Does he have a high success rate to you when he ends up going into the corners and he's battling for pucks and, you know, shutting down plays? Is that something he succeeds in? Absolutely. That's right up his alley. Is he willing to cross-check guys in front of the net? <laughs> he's, yeah, yes. It's like a <laughs> bumble date or something. You're would, you say, would, would you say that Fords would consider him a pain in the ass? Yeah, I don't think anybody likes playing against them. And I and I actually like this comparison, this Jake Muzzin, you know, comparison. I would say that the only big difference, like I think Jake Muzzin can bring you more offense mm. is the reality. Like I don't think Jake McCabe is necessarily going to give you the offensive flavor that Jake Muzzin is going to bring you. But I also just don't think Jake McCabe is going to p- necessarily get caught, you know, trying to make offense, right? I don't think the – the Maple Leafs need a lot of offense. So I do like the comparison, though. Like, I do think McCabe fits in a nice hole that Muzzin uh, has has left, you know, with, with his injury, um, you know, situation. With Kobe Cohen right now, former defenseman, and he's an analyst for the Chicago Blackhawks now. And the other piece that came to Toronto as part of that deal with Chicago, Kobe, was Sam Lafferty. So tell us a little bit about Sam Lafferty and, and what Leaf fans can expect him to bring to the lineup. Yeah, I mean, look, this is another guy that, that was traded for uh, Alex Nylander last year when Kyle Davidson took over and Nylander was asking for a trade. Um, you know, Lafferty, things weren't working out for him with Mike Sullivan in Pittsburgh, so, so they make that trade one for one. Lafferty comes to the NHL and, and makes an impact right away on the penalty kill. I mean right away. His speed becomes noticeable his coachability and his willingness to kind of block shots and and play physical, it just becomes apparent right away. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're watching him gain confidence with the puck and you're watching him, you know, make defensemen uncomfortable because he has that, um, you know, straight line speed, you know, that not a ton of players possess. Like we're talking high, high level uh, speed. And, And then, you know, you're just seeing his, his confidence grow. He's getting opportunities on the second power play here. He's killing every penalty. You know, he's got a number of shorthanded goals this year here in Chicago. He drops his gloves sometimes. I mean, he is 
a guy you need on your third or fourth line if you're going to win a Stanley Cup uh, just because of the attributes, you know, that he brings. And, um, you know, he'll be missed here in Chicago because there were nights this season where he was on Patrick Kane's line. I mean, again, that's not the right fit for him. And obviously here in Chicago, it's a little bit of a different situation right now. But, uh, you know, you have these Swiss Army Knife players that understand their role and they understand, you know, their job is to go out and bring energy and play fast. And, hey, if the fourth line can contribute a little bit, great. But, you know, again, this is a, this is a great fourth line, uh, you know, if you need him on your third line type of player. You know, he, he's certainly not going to probably play with Matthews, Marner, and, and Tavares. But, you know, you put him in your bottom six, and you will never have to worry about uh, what this guy can do. And again, you put him in the playoffs and his speed and his ability to play physical, you know, I think that's why ultimately Dubis was willing to give up a second round pick for him because the way I kind of look at the trade is you gave up a first for Jake and he gave up a second for Sam. Um, and I know there were other pieces to, to the trade, but I think, again, I think this is a player you guys are going to really love and appreciate. He doesn't make a ton of money. He's signed through next season. Um, you know, was beloved in the locker room. Uh, you know, we, we, we had him on our podcast for the Blackhawks any chance we could because he's just such a good person to deal with. Um, so you, you guys got two of our, our more high-character players um, and two of our players that are just, you know, those types of guys that are willing to do anything. And you looked at how bad things were going here in Chicago, but, you know, those were two players that you never had to worry about showing up there were two players that were never going to not finish their check because the game was out of hand or we were at the end of a road trip. You know, they're, they're culture players on top of their on-ice skill sets. These are, these are culture players, and you can never have too many of those guys if you want to win, you know, come, come the Stanley Cup. I mean, when I was a, a rookie and got called up to the, to the Bruins at the end of the season and then was there for the whole Stanley Cup run, you know, was on the ice, you know, got to come out and celebrate with the team when we won in game seven. You know, I saw how important the culture players were in the bottom of the lineup. And, you know, you get that with guys like Lafferty and, and Jake, who I, I don't think is the bottom of the lineup guy, but still really important characteristics for players to have. Uh, with Colby Cohen, former defenseman and Chicago Blackhawks analyst, and uh, I'd be remiss if we didn't ask you about uh, the Patrick Kane situation. I know he's not; uh, he's, he has not been traded yet, but things seem to be, you know, going towards that way at at some point here. With rumors swirling about him going to New York, but what's the mood around uh, Chicago with uh, these impending trade rumors? I suppose reports rather. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little bit of a strange vibe. And I think people are starting to come to the realization that this deal is, you know, most likely going to happen. I mean, for all intents and purposes, things have been agreed upon. Um, they're just trying to move the money around. And as we all know, this, you never know, like something could happen and then it could not happen. But I think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a somber mood. I think Patrick Kane is, is, is so beloved here. I think he loves it here. I think this was a difficult thing for him because I think he really wanted to play his entire career here for the Blackhawks. Um, and, you know, obviously with him being away from the team, you know, he's a, he's, he's a larger-than-life figure, and not because he's a big talker or a big personality, but just because he's such a, you know, an unbelievable player. So 
it's it's a little bit weird, you know. And I think the the the, the toughest part about it is is that you know you're going to trade away a franchise icon and you're not going to get a, a much of a return for him. It's difficult when you're 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 negotiating against nothing. You know the Rangers knew this is where he wants to be. Um, you know, and, and so they're like, well, why are we going to give you anything if we know this is the only place he'll come? I think the organization is actually trying to do right by Patrick. They very easily could have dug their heels in. They could have said, no, we're not giving him up for that. It's this Patrick Kane. This is the principle of it, which they're not going to do because, like I said, it, there's a lot of history here, um, and I think that the organization is taking the the – Sort of the high road of look, we we want to do right by the player here. This is a you know a, a not an ideal situation. So um, you know I think that uh, everybody keeps refreshing their Twitter page. I think after five o'clock today, when the trade can officially potentially happen, I think everybody will be on high alert. Um, you know I hope fans are going to still maybe watch him in New York and and hope to see him do well. I, I know I personally will. Uh, but I, it, it is tough. It is definitely tough. I don't think I quite realized, um, you know, how how much love there was for him back to the city. And to the, I mean, again, I knew they loved him as a hockey player, but seeing the personal love from the two sides, the city being one, Patrick being the other, it, it's been it's been cool to see because you know you just you don't necessarily see that. Uh, so so often in sports, as as you two know, players are moved around and traded, and it's rare players are playing fifteen, sixteen years in one place. Yeah, I mean, he delivered him cups. You know, when you bring uh, bring city cups and the one in '09, especially scoring the the one that no one saw go in except for him. Yeah, I mean that's gonna definitely hold a special place in in Chicago hearts for sure. Uh, Colby, really appreciate taking time to join us to to chat today. It was a fun one. Hopefully, you can do it again. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, take care of our guys there in in Toronto. I, I uh, you know, don't beat them up too bad if, if the first game or two doesn't doesn't go well. Remember, these are people with families. You know, like they're getting situated in new places, and you know, it might take a couple of games to to fit in. So, you know, give our guys a break here for the first week or two. But I think in the long run, I think these are two pieces that that should really help you you know, get by uh, Tampa Bay this year in the first round if, if that does uh, uh, end up being the matchup. Uh, McCabe's a dash one after his first shift. He's getting eviscerated the next day. Tell you <laughs> oh, that yeah, I know, and I'm, wor- <laughs> I'm worried about that. But I can tell you what, McCabe's not on social media, so he will not hear the noise. Oh, I like that. That's a good, that's a good sign. It's a good positive sign. No social media, no Twitter, <laughs> yeah. no Instagram. Doesn't use any of it. Love it, love it. Just a hockey guy through and through. Appreciate your t- the the time, Colby, and uh, good luck the rest of the way. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. All right, there he is, Colby Cohen, former defenseman, Chicago Blackhawks analyst.